Okay, good morning, everyone. Good, good to morning. see you. See you. We're learning today. We're in Ishmael's Kavar, Abbas, and Moshe. And we are still on this first Pasuk of Parshas Noach. Ela told us Noach, Noach is Tzadik, Tanim Hayabadei Raisov. And I would like to, to spend another time, another installment here, speaking about the, the Rashi. Which we uh, which we have at the very beginning of the parsha, famous Rashi that we talked about already the last time we got together, and that is uh, where the pos- where it says, right? Rashi is troubled. These are the offspring of Noach. What well, you would expect to follow on that statement was Shem Cham and Yefes, and the next pasuk says, and Noach gave birth to three sons, Shem Cham and Yefes. But instead, it launches into this thing of Noach was a righteous person. So Rashi had two pshat, and one pshat was, once it mentions his name, so it speaks of his praise, right, to bring it out. And uh, we talked about that. And the other one was that, in fact, the main offspring of the righteous is are their good deeds. That's the that's why it says Ela told us because you want to know what his real title, what he really really created in the world, what were, were the Maisim Taivim, the Maisim Taivim, the good deeds that he generated, and we talked about that last time. Uh, we talked about it as the, the at it being the most outstanding place to teach it when you're speaking about a person who was the biological father of all of humanity, and that's uh, a big thing to say that even in his case. The main tolda, the main generated item, the main offspring was the word the Maisim Taivim, the good deeds that Noach brought into the world, that, that, that positive thing, that change. And we talked about it from different angles. Today I want to continue that discussion, specifically as illuminated by the comments of the Maral of Prague. The Maral wrote a Sefer Gur Aryeh, as you know, which is a commentary on Rashi, a super commentary, a commentary on a commentary. And um, he, he writes as follows. Shikar told the same, Bracious Rabbi, he says this is from the Medrash. Why are the good deeds of a person called Toldes, offspring? So we find that the Pasuk says in Yeshayo, say regarding the Tzadik that they, he is good because the fruit of his deeds he eats. That's Maisim Taivim are called Peres, just like Toldes are called Peres. Peres are the fruit. I told us are the the fruit, the thing which is generated by the person. Is it he or they? Again? He or they. They, 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 they. So, it's just being the, the tzaddik generally. You know, the tzaddik, the tzaddikim eat primalaleim. Right? You could say, keep, why doesn't it say primalaleim yoichel? I, I, I don't know. Huh? No, yeah, I was just wondering, maybe it's talking about the people who benefit from his... Oh, okay, good, good. Could be that others as well benefit from Primalalein. Good, very good. Why does it say that these are the main offspring? Okay, we understand that it is a benefit. It is a product which people bring into the world. But why do we say that it's the main one? Well, says the Gurarye, first thing, and this is part of the avoda, part of the task, the work of the Gurarye is to 
to just understand the mechanics of the Rashi before we get deeply philosophical. So, so far, one, one bit of the mechanics is that we find that Maisim Taifim, I show you a parallel where they are called Peros, like Toldos are called Peros, like, like offspring are called Peros. The second thing, how do we know that it's the main thing as opposed to just another kind of Tolda? Okay, so from there you see that it's a Tolda. How do you know that it's the Ikar Tolda? Well, that's what Rashi is deriving from what it says here, which is that here it says that before it goes on to Toldos Noach, his biological children, it says that he was a Tzadik Tamimidorosov. So why does it put it first? The precedence which it is given demonstrates that it is the Ikar. So that's a second technical note, so to speak, on Rashi. But now the question is why? And that's where we go to the next phase. First, Avoda is to figure out what's being said, you know, the basis of what's being said. But now let's understand it. Why should it be that the main toldos of a person are their maisim type. So the morale is going to say for us two svaras, two ideas behind this. He says, when it comes to toldos, when it comes to children, so a person's partner is the Rabbanu Shalom. The Gemara famously says that there are three shutfim, there are three partners in every human being. The father, the mother, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And he says, and Hashem is the main partner. Why would you say that? Well, gosh. Like, when, whenever is the Rabban Shem a minority investor, you know? Like, you know but, but more than that. Chazal tell us, first of all, that uh, the mafteach, of Chaya, the key of childbirth. The capacity of childbirth is something which HaKadosh Baruch Hu holds on to himself. It's one of those three keys, right? Rain, childbirth, and Tchiyas HaMesim. So that means that nothing happens without him. Now, nothing in the world happens without him, but here there's a special investment. Even the Gemara, which says the three Shudfim in a person, says, okay, so the this part of the physical part of the person comes from from the father and this from the mother, and the Karush Baruch Hu puts him, him in a shama, life. <laughs> Without life, what do you got? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu's role is very, very significant. The parents do something, but they don't do everything. <laughs> but good deeds are from man and man alone. So that's why they said that the main offspring of man are the Maisim Taivim, because that's something which we generate by ourselves and by ourselves alone. We'll have to explain this, we have to understand this, but that's for a number one. The reason why they are Iker Toldos is because we do them and we make them ourselves, not in partnership, not in a secondary role, but we are the movers and shakers when it comes to Maisim Taivim. Secondly, Vaid, Kikar told us Adam Maisim Taivim, Kiyal told us Lav Begufai. The reason why these are the main Toldas is because the Toldas are not part of him. Vilu Maisim Taivim Hem Begufai, but the deeds which we do are part of us. He's giving birth to himself, the Zehu Yaser Tolda. And that is a greater Tolda. A greater Tolda even though, again, we're used to the term told as to something that we spawn outside of ourselves. 
but it's really something that we create. And when we create something within ourselves, that's far more profound than something that we create that's outside of ourselves. It's far more ikar than that which we create outside of ourselves. So let's look at these two ideas which the morale teaches us so that we can, we can understand them and appreciate them and, and bring some real depth to them and to some depth to life as a result. Yes? This is similar to when Hashem said, let us pray again. Okay, good. Right, good sushta. So we'll talk about it. You'll, you'll, you'll bring it up again if we don't remember when we get to the second phase, when we see we have this idea, right? Ezra's saying that, that uh, you know, the, there's a chazal on the Pasuk which says, Nasa Adam, let us make man, that says, you know, who's HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to? HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to the angels, HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to the earth, or is HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to the man, right? The Zerah HaKadosh says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu speaking to the man. The man plays a role in creating himself. What we do forms who we are. And that would be, in a certain sense, Iker told us, because again, that impacts on the self, on the person himself. But let's look at them piece by piece. Let's look at it one at a time. The first svara, which he said was, that by Tolda, so a person's a partner with Hashem. We don't have to prove that. Right? We already explained that quite quite clearly. Not much of a problem. But when it comes to Maisim Taivim, that's the action of the person himself. So this, to, 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 to look at this, let's remind ourselves, really what we're going to talk about here is a discussion we once had, but hopefully we've had a lot of serious discussions about very basic things, but to see them here, to see it here as what as the comment of this Rashi, let's plug back into it. It's been a very long time since we had this discussion, almost as long as the discussion about Nase Adam. And this is a fundamental discussion about the concept of Bechira, free choice. What a human being is given, the ability to choose. What's the concept of Bechira? What's the idea behind free choice? Now, the Rambam writes, it's a very interesting, almost uh, uh, akasha, you know, one could ask on this Rambam. The Rambam writes in Hilchis Tshuva that the belief in free choice is an ikar and shairish for kola taira kula. It's a root, a base for the, for the whole taira. Yet, as you may notice, if you look in the Yud Gimel Ikari Ho'amuna, the 13 Ikarim of our faith, he doesn't list Bechir, he doesn't list free choice. So it's sort of an interesting thing. In the Mishnah Torah, he says it's an Ikar, but he doesn't list it amongst his 13 Ikarim. So what does the Ramam say there? Why is it in Ikar V'Sharish? Let me actually, I did not put on your sheet, but let me go for one second, pick up the Ramam, and we will read it to you. We'll read it together. Rishus l'chaladam nesuna, perakei alocha aleph of hilchais tshuva. 
permission, right, ability, domain is granted to a person. Person has the power, the ability in his hands to incline himself towards good and be a righteous person, or to incline himself towards bad and be an evil person. He quotes the pasuk we had earlier in Bereshis, where Hashem says, "Behold, man is one." Mimenu, from amongst them, to know Taivara. What does that mean, says the Rambam? Man is unique in the world. There's no other species like him. That he, by himself, with his mind and with his thought, he knows that which is good and which is bad. He does whatever he wishes, and nothing can stop him from doing Taivara. Full free choices in the person's hands. And that's a unique human capacity. right? Angels are all good, they're not struggling. Animals are all physical, they're not struggling. Human beings are, are physical and spiritual, and we have the ability to make the choice. And then he writes, Don't think for a second what the the fools of the nations of the earth and many of the ignorant of the Jewish people say that Hashem decrees on a person from creation that he's a tzaddik or a rasha, determinism. Right? It's decided in advance whether the person is righteous or not. Nope, it's not that way. Every person has the capacity to be righteous like Moshe Rabbeinu or wicked like Yeravah Menavot. That's what the Rambam goes on and, and says this. And there's nobody who forces him or decrees or pulls him to one of these two directions. It's a person who decides it for himself. A person decides it for himself. And therefore, if that's the case, the sinner has self-destructed. And therefore, he should cry and weep and mourn over his chatoim and what he did to himself. And because it's our choice to do it, it's also appropriate for us to do tshuva if we did the wrong thing. And we should explore our ways and try to, to, to reverse them. Continues the Rambam, what's counted here as halacha gimel. This is a very fundamental principle. And it is the pillar of Torah and mitzvah. As it says, right, Before I've placed before you, behold, I've placed before you today life and good, and the other and bad. You have permission. It's a, you have the ability to choose one way or the other. Continues the Rambam. If, a per, if Hashem was geyser on a person to be a tzaddik or rasha, or if there was something which pulled a person by his nature, he's created this way, of course he's going to do this way or that way, like the fools think. <clears throat> so then he says, Uma mokam hayil what place would there be for the entirety of Torah? He says, if that was the case, how could a person be held to task for doing the wrong thing or be rewarded for doing the right thing? Hashem decided, Hashem made it his thing. That's the Rambam's reason why it's an Ikar side. There's no commandment if you have no choice. There's no reward and punishment if you have no choice. So therefore, there must be free choice in the world. I, writes the Rambam, 
But one second, how could you say? How could you say that? Nothing happens in the world without Hashem wanting it. So of course this decision was wanted by Hashem. Right? It's the Ramam, no. Everything is done according to Hashem's will, even though we have the ability to make the decisions. How's that? Kate said. Says just like the Creator wanted that fire and and gas should go up, and water and physical material things would go down, and that the the world will turn with all of its constellations. Hashem's will was that people should have free choice. So yes, it doesn't mean that the specific decision you're making now is the decision Hashem wanted to make you, wanted you to make. But Hashem wanted to give you the ability to make the decision, and that's the will of Hashem, that you should make the decision. Hashem might have his preference, Hashem might have his checkbox and his and, and check column and his X column, right? His black column and his red column. But nevertheless, it's our choice, empowered by our Kodesh Baruch Hu, to do it. That's the Rambam. So that's the Rambam goes on I, I, with Paro. I don't know about Hitler or Stalin, but with Paro, where the Torah says Hashem hardened Paro's heart. So there, says the Ramam, that's because Paro was so wicked that HaKadosh Baruch Hu took away from him the capacity of free choice. But otherwise, otherwise it would be there. Ramosh Chaim Lutzato, the Ramchal, in the Derech Hashem, goes a very significant step further than the Ramam. The Ramam has a problem. There's got to be some level of free choice because otherwise there can't be reward and punishment. So therefore, it has to be that we're given the choice. That explains that it has to be. In a certain sense, maybe it can also explain why it has to be because if this world is for us to go and so on, to ultimately have mitzvahs and have reward and punishment, so there has to be free choice. The Ramchal says something which is a significant step further than the Rambam. And what he writes is that um, we have to understand that Hashem created man in his image. The idea of creating man in his image was, as the Ramchal teaches, that Hashem created the world as an act of goodness. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted to share goodness with creatures. There was nothing there that needed anything. There was nothing there. But Hashem, so to speak, to himself, without giving, without sharing, is not seeing himself as being complete. He, quote, unquote, if there is a divine need, the divine need is to share. And if somebody wants to view that as a weakness, let them continue to run philosophical circles around themselves Right? It's not a weakness when one has and wants to share and needs to share. Again, there's such a thing as, of course, as a pathological need to share, right? But, but, but the, in the case of the Rabbanu Shalom, and in the case of many, many healthy people, it's not a lack of, uh, it's not some kind of pathological self-centered thing, but the general and genuine sense of goodness that says that they have to give. 
they have to give mechayk hatoyv lahetiv in those famous in, that, in those fa- famous words. The, the 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 nature of the good is to want to share of that good. So Hashem created the world and He wanted to share, and He could have shared with us rocky road ice cream, and we would have had something very very good. And Hakadosh Baruch Hu would have shared goodness, but Hakadosh Baruch Hu didn't just want to share any kind of goodness. He wanted to share with us the ultimate goodness, and the ultimate goodness was. The divine goodness, Hakadosh Baruch Hu's good, the Hashem's being is that which is good, and He wanted us to be able to access that, and that's why He created us in His image, so that we could be able to somehow achieve and have a taste of godliness, which is that of the Rabbanu Shalom Himself. That's why they call it godliness. So that's all great, right? Good stuff. You get it. A person has the divine image. We have a chance to achieve the shlemus, the divine shlemus. But there's one problem. And this is the problem that the Ramchal addresses in paragraph bays of Perik bays of the Derech Hashem. And we're going to read it to letter, to, together a little bit. Hashem in his wisdom decrees for that goodness that he's giving us to be complete. It is appropriate that the one who enjoys it should be its master, its owner, its creator, Perush. The one who gains that good of his own. Not a person who happens to get it, but a person who earns it. Says the Ramchal, and he says that's part of being like the Rabbeinu Shalalam. Hashem's perfection is inherent; it is His. Not by chance. Because of Hashem's essence, that's why He is perfect. And he's lacking any chisroinus necessarily. Now that's impossible with anything else. Is there anything else that's necessarily whole and lacking something by itself? How could it be? Everything else is created. So if it's perfect, it can't be perfect because of itself. It's perfect only because it was created perfect. So you understand what he's saying? To be like the Rabbana Shalom could be to be perfect. But it also is to be independent. When the Rambam writes about the Rabbana Shalom, the first principle which he teaches us is that the Rabbana Shalom wasn't created by anything, but everything else was created by the Rabbana Shalom. And that if nothing else exists, Hashem continues to exist. But if Hashem, heaven forbid, would cease to exist, nothing could exist. Hashem is absolutely, completely independent of anything. That's part of being godly. How does a human being achieve that? It's impossible. He's a creature. How could a human being not be who we are just because the Rabbani Hashem made us who we are? That's the flaw in this. In trying to make a human being to have the greatness of Hashem, the problem is that a human being is necessarily a creature, and the essential greatness of Hashem is that He's the Creator, not a creature. So we hit a brick wall. 
Bechira is the answer to the brick wall. Bechira just knocks down the brick wall. Because it is true that our legs, arms, eyes, nose, ears, mouth, all of the raw equipment which we have, we only have because of the Rabbanu In that sense, we're a creature. But what about who we really are? Which is not our eyes, not our nose, but the choices which we make, how we choose to define ourselves. Tzadik Russia. Good or bad, righteous or wicked. Hashem left room for us to decide that. Because then we are self-made. A person's goodness or lack of same can't be blamed on anyone. They must own it and take full and total responsibility for it. Says the 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 Rambam says the Ramchal. This damis lozeb miktsas to be somewhat comparable to Hashem. Yes, we won't be completely comparable to Hashem because there's no aspect of Hashem which is dependent on anything. And we, the fact that we woke up this morning, the first thing we said was, We live and breathe moment to moment because Hakadosh Baruch Hu gives us life. So in that sense, we're absolutely dependent. But there is an aspect of fierce and complete independence. He should be the person who gains the shleimus. He should be the person who expunges from himself the chisreinus, the lacks, the deficiencies. So therefore he decreed and arranged that there would be created within the world matters of Shlemus and matters of Chisorin. A creature will exist that has equal access to good and evil. And that creature will be given the means to gain wholeness and and rid themselves of negativity. Then you are godlike. Not because you have perfection, but because you have created in yourself perfection. A human being has to be independent. Dependence is by definition ungodly. I've shared with many of you before the incredible taich, the incredible interpretation that Rav Hutner provided for the Pasuk, the proverb, Soine Matonais Yichya, one who despises gifts lives. Said Rav Hutner, why does man exist? Why does Hashem create man? Why not angels? Right? Man's complicated. Have you noticed that, by the way? Right? And by the way, it's not just the guy you're looking at that's complicated. You're also complicated. We're all complicated. We have complications, complexities in our lives. We're torn between this and that. All kinds of things. 
why did Hashem make life so hard? Doesn't He just create us, give us all the good stuff He really wants to share goodness, so He should have created us, yes, in a bubble bath with Rocky Road ice cream and pina coladas, right? Or oh, if you want to talk about wonderful spiritual things because you're much loftier than me, so you'll, you'll, you'll say, he should have created us and placed us on cloud nine, right? Seeing HaKadosh Baruch Hu and being Nene Betuvai and learning Torah all the time and Ze Hashem Kivin Create us that way. Why did he make us so complicated? He made us so complicated because that way we wouldn't have what, in the famous language of Chazal, is Nama de Kisufa, the bread of shame. One who eats that which was given to him by something else, Bohis, he is embarrassed to look him in the face. And if the ultimate in life is to be able to look God in the face, to point and to say, to have a real encounter with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, then you have to earn it. And you have to earn it, of course. Then one could also fail to earn it. Otherwise, it's not earned. So therefore, the very existence of a human being was built on the premise that when it's a gift, it's not kishmak. That kav shalal is sweeter than tisha kav and shal one small measure of your own generation that you created yourself is greater than nine that you get from somebody else. Government programs, charity, stolen. The basic life within a person is premised on the value of doing it yourself. To use a different expression of Chazal, Chai no se es atzmo. And we started today, Masech Shabbos in the Dafayemi. We speak about how the act of carrying has to be done by one person from beginning to end in order for him to be Chayef. Halacha says that we learn, we'll learn later in Masech Shabbos what happens if you carry a person. Are you Chayef for carrying a person? You're Chayef for handing an apple to the Ani who's outside, handing him a dollar bill, right? But are you chayev if you hand somebody a person? Hand somebody a, even though any other living thing? No. Why? Because a living thing carries itself. Taisva says, Shnaim Shasu, you're not doing the malacha by yourself. Living things carry themselves. Life is to hate gifts. Gifts mean somebody else is carrying you. <clears throat> Says the Ramchal, the reason for free choice isn't because otherwise we can't give you a reward or we can't give you punishment and therefore the whole Torah disappears. That's true on one level, of course. But on the most basic level, when it comes to creation, a person is only B'Tselem Elohim in the image of God if they were given some ability to self-create, to self-generate. And that's what free choice is. The ability for a person to self-create. Who you are is your doing. Now, of course, you could say that we walk around, we see all kinds of people. 
who they are a result of the education which was put upon them, the, the sociological pressures, right, which form and mold people. That's, of course, where determinism goes. And we believe that, yeah, of course, there are all these forces which are there in the world, but none of those forces force. Those forces might point a person in a certain direction. However, they don't compel. And ultimately, we decide. Ultimately, we decide. Says the Maharal. Ikar told Eiseim shal tadikim asim taivim. You know why the good deeds of a person are the main told us? Because that's really what we create. Our decisions about doing good things, there are, there are creation. Our children, we contribute. Everybody contributes a piece, but ultimately it's in the hands of Hashem. Ultimately it's in the hands of Hashem. That the fertility efforts are successful. It's in the hands of Hashem. Our deeds are completely in our hands. Totally and completely in our hands. So you want to talk about the main thing that a person creates is that which is the person's and the person's alone. I always like to bring in the context of this discussion because it's so important is the Mishnah in Avais. I mean, one could bring many, many sources. Many, many sources. Um, but the, uh, the, the... The Mishnah in the beginning of the fourth parak of uh, of uh, Pirkei Avos, um says Ben Zayma says, "A chacham ezu chacham who's a wise person halaymin mikolatim somebody who learns from everybody, ezu gibor who's a strong person hakevesh esitzre a person who exercises self control." Ezuhu Ashir, who's a wealthy person, the one who's happy with his lot. Ezu Mechubad, who's honored, is a person who gives honor to others. So what's he what's he saying? It's the Pasikal, Isal Chacha Mukmasa, Isal Gibar Burasa, Isal Ashir Bashra. What what's what's it what's it saying? Right, a person who's a Chacham will say, you know, okay, the guy he's so brilliant. It's amazing how brilliant he is. Right. Who am I? Brilliant. He's brilliant. Ben Zayman says, yeah, there's such a thing called chachma, which is a divine gift that a person has. Some people are born with good brains. But if the definition of chachma is the thirst for wisdom, a person who's always trying to learn something more, that's not a divine gift. That's a human choice. Ezo Ashir, who's a wealthy person, a person who's happy with his lot. So, you know, all these people, we're all, walk, we're all walking around, being frustrated. Why? The, look, look at that guy. Look at the house he has. Look at the car he drives. He's so successful. And what have I got? Kodesh Baruch who gave him his money. You know what's in your hands? How you feel about it? Do you feel wealthy? Do you feel satisfied? You know, he could be miserable and you could be happy. That means it doesn't matter what you're given. If I may say an aside, 
l'chvayd, the fact that today is the twelfth day of Adar. It says that the same way when Av enters, we reduce Simcha, when Adar enters, Marvim Simcha, we increase Simcha. Now what does that mean? It's an interesting thing because there aren't really such halachas about it. By Av, you know, we have halachas about how you're mamayit b'simcha. We don't have halachas about how you're marvim b'simcha and Adar. <clears throat> but what does it even mean? What does it mean? And, you know, there's a kasha which the which which people ask, Adar is the month of Simcha? The marvim b'simcha? How about man simcha seinu? Sukkot, how about Pesach? He says a Rashi says days of miracles Purim Pesach, right? Purim is uh, may be seen as the launching pad for it, but it's the Chodesh Asher Nepach. It's the month that was turned to Simcha. So it sounds like it's an Adar thing called Simcha. People don't say Nisan Simcha. Nisan has its own things. Adar is Marbim Simcha. Why is Adar Marbim Simcha? So this is what we suggest. Purim is the yamtav of the hidden miracle. Right? Everybody knows. Pesach is the open miracle. Nisim Gluyim. And Purim is the hidden miracle. What's a hidden miracle? So we get used to thinking of hidden miracles in a certain way. What's the emphasis when you talk about hidden miracle? Wow, it was such hashgacha. Look what happened, right? person, well, they stubbed their toe, and they missed their train, which would have taken them to their plane, which would have taken them for their long-awaited vacation in Wuhan, right? And so, Baruch Hashem, they missed it, and they didn't go to vacation to Wuhan, and they're therefore, Bezos Hashem, and they should continue to be okay and fine. It's mamish, you see how HaKadosh Baruch Hu works behind the scenes, Right? Look at the story, Vashti gets a wart, and she gets her head chopped off, and Esther comes into position just in time, and, you know, like, wow, amazing, and Mordechai happens to overhear Big Son and Seresh, like, everything is so perfect, how it all comes together, you see how Hashem is pulling the strings on everything. It's all true, but it's not the whole truth. Why? Because there's another aspect of hidden miracles. And that is that there's a big player in hidden miracles. And that's you and me. People. It's true, a lot of things, so to speak, just happened. But when you want to talk about the actual turning point of the story of Purim, where is it? Is it when Vashti's head got chopped off? Was it when Mordechai was paraded through the streets? Arguably, it is when Mordechai says to Esther, Don't imagine you can escape to the palace of the king. You'll be the one Jew to escape. Because if you're going to be quiet right now, will find another way to save the Jewish people. But you will have lost your moment. And Esther had to step forward. She had to do something. 
Esther is the miracle. I always like to say, in the Megillus Esther, Hashem's name is missing. In the Agodesh Pesach, Moshe's name is missing. Two books, two months, each one missing somebody. Because in the world of open miracles, a human being is utterly unimportant, invisible. What's the Pasuk? If if you're going to be quiet at this moment, what did it say when the Jewish people stood at the Yamsuf? Hashem will fight for you, you'll be quiet. There are times to be quiet, and there are times where you can't be quiet. When Hashem's doing everything, you'll be quiet. When it's not visible, then you have to act. You make a difference. The world of Nesnister is the world of Adam Nigle, where human beings step forward and do things. When Av enters, we reduce Simcha. What's the Pshat? In Chaydesh Av, Hashem gave us everything. What does that mean? Chaydesh Av. You know where we were in Chaydesh Av? Hashem had taken us out of Mitzrayim, split the sea and the works, given us the Mon, gave us the Tyra, built for us a Mishkan, or had us build a Mishkan, we're there, we're living in his presence. And they said, okay, guys, it's time to go to the promised land. That land flowing with milk and honey, that land that your forefathers had, loved, missed, wanted more than anything else in the world. You've got it all, baby. Go take it. And what did we say? Oh, that land. Is HaKadosh Baruch really going to do this? You know what we were? We were the wealthiest person in the world who still managed to be miserable. You just showed us in Chaydesh Av that you can be the wealthiest person in the world and make yourself miserable and bring on, that's what's called Bechir Shel Chinam, right? Everybody likes to talk about Sinas Chinam, which is the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Right? Before Bechsinas Chinam, there was Bechia Shalchinam, crying over nothing, which was that we hated Bechsinas Hashem Aysanu, that was original Sinas Chinam, right? which means he didn't really hate us. Hashem didn't hate us, he loved us. And we said that he hated us. We took the greatest thing that Hashem gave us and we turned it into something terrible because of our attitude. So we say, Adar, the wettest, right? It's the end of the winter, farthest away from anything good. Make yourself happy. It's in your hands. It's up to you. If you can make yourself miserable when you have everything, you can also make yourself happy when you don't have anything. It's in your hands. And the real essence of a person is not going to be what he's given. It's what he makes. What he makes of it. Says the Maral 
That's what it means. Ikar The main thing that a person produces is that which is truly in the hands of the person to produce. And that's their good deeds. Number one. The Seder. The second thing the Ramchal says, the Maral says, is that the reason why these are the main toldas is because it's not generating something outside of yourself. It's generating yourself. So you already understand that. Based on the first understanding where we say, hey, you know, self-made. But you know, to some degree, that, that's what it is. You are making yourself. But let's deepen it a little bit more on a couple of levels. First of all, we would cite, and if you look in Rabbi Hartman's Gurarye, he cites many of these sources, many sources in the Maral, I should say rather like this one, which I'm about to read to you, which is the big, or we'll share with you, which is the Tiferes Yisrael, in the beginning of the Tiferes Yisrael of the Maral that we once learned together around this table, where he speaks about why Adam is called Adam. Adam is Adam because he's from the Adama, from the earth, but the animals are also from the Adam. So why aren't they called Adam? Why is Adam called Adam? Maral discusses this in different places and offers different ideas. One of the ideas that the Maral offers, it's what he offers here in Perak Gimel of, of the, uh, the Tiferes Yisrael, is that uh, um, a person has to understand that they are just potential. That if they just sit around, they're just potential and they're nothing. And a person has the job of life, which is to actualize potential. And that's like Adama. The earth, what is it? It sits there. You plant seeds in it. You cultivate it. You nurture it. And incredible things, suddenly beautiful plants and trees can grow out of it. It's Bekayach and it's fertile soil for amazing things to be generated. And that's why Adam is called Adam, because of what he can generate, what he can create. And that's why the deeds of a person are called pri malalehem. They're called the fruits, because those are the things which ultimately we generate, the greatest things that we generate. That's what a human being is. We generate. We create. Ikar tzadikim is masim taivim. It's not that our main taldeis are the fact we have children. Horses and chickens also do. They're not called Adam. Right? The main thing which is born out of the fertile soil of a human being are things which only a human being can do. And those are the good deeds. That's why we were, we were created with the capacity, with the ability, with the potential to create those things. That's the godless. That's the specific greatness. But let's take it one step further. And that is that when you speak about it, so what are my simtaivim? What are good deeds? Are good deeds not outside of yourself? also good. You know, I give some charity. I gave it over there. I was nice to somebody. I did it over there with that person. 
the main aspect of Masim Taivim, of good deeds, is not just that you created something outside of yourself, but you developed something within yourself. This is all in the context of the shlemus of the person. Now, again, it doesn't mean that when you go and you look at somebody and you say, oh boy, that person needs something. I'll be a bigger shalem if I give them something. Let me give them something. That's not the way it works. The shlemus is that you have the desire to worry about somebody else and that you act about that desire to worry about somebody else. And what that expresses, and what that brings out, what that develops, is your shlemus, is your wholeness. But ultimately, the human being, at the end of it all, emerges a shalem as a result. I've shared with some of you before this idea in a context which you're familiar with, the from some of the mystical tefillahs, what some people say and some people don't say before we do mitzvahs. What do we say? We say we have the remach mitzvah say and the shesa mitzvah say. The 248 positive commandments and the 365 prohibitions correspond to the remach evorim, the 248 limbs that we have in a human being, and the 365 gidim, sinews, that exist within a human being. Now, that's a little different than the Gemara in Makas, which is the first to teach us about the 613 mitzvahs, and says 248 mitzvahs corresponding to the limbs of the person, and 365 prohibitions corresponding to the days of the year. The days of the year. The, so... Let's first speak about it, the 248 limbs and 365 sinews. And what, what that presents is that the mitzvahs, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us, and the averis, which HaKadosh Baruch Hu asks us to refrain from, these are to build a human being. The idea is to be a great and shalim human being. That's your main tolda. Your main outcome, your main product in life, is what? Nech is tzaddik. Nech was a righteous person. He was whole, he was complete in his generation. Wow, look what you made. V'es nefesh asher osu b'choram, the souls that they made in Choram. They didn't have any children, Avram and Sarah. No children at that point in time. But they helped people become great people. They taught them Eraisa. Uh, they taught them the Tyra. They were made. What did you say before, Ezra? Nase Adam. Let us make man. Kodesh Baruch Hu says, I'll do part. I'll set it up. But you have to make yourself into the Adam. The Zayar, when it says it over there in the Agdom of the Sefer Azayar, I think par, uh, section test or, or consequence test, it says that it's through the chesed, through kindness, when a person exhibits that divine attribute of kindness, that's when he has made the nasa. He's made himself. It's not what he's made outside of himself. quotes the Pasuk. The man who I made with today, that kindness shared, 
I was here to do kindness with my mother-in-law. He was there to do kindness with us both. We were making ourselves. We were fulfilling the nasa. The idea is to create a great human being. And that's the main tolda that a person has. They'll have children. They'll raise children. Hashem will bless them. They'll try to send them on the, straight, on, on the right path and so on and so forth, set things up, guide them to make the right choices. In the end, the child's choice is to decide what they're going to be. They have free choice. As much as you educate, as much as you indoctrinate, indoctrinate the child as a free choice. They're going to make themselves. Yourself, you make. Ikar, till they say, It's very helpful to see things this way. First of all, again, the ethic of personal responsibility. It's up to you. This is not something you can blame on anybody else. But the second, to stop just thinking in terms of counting up actions and outside, you know, belt notches. But instead to think in terms of what I have to make myself. The shlemus I have to develop within myself. What I have to make myself into such a person. How does the degree of difficulty play in? Because for some people, I mean, obviously it's easier to, to do certain actions. There's no internal resistance with, with other people. It might be very difficult. Okay. Great, it's an excellent question. You know, the degree of resistance, how does that play in? So, you know, in the world of reward and punishment, so the Mishnah teaches us, Lefum Tzaragra, according to the difficulty is the reward. And the Ramam writes, does, and the Ramam wrote about this more, besides writing about Hilchus Chuvi, he also wrote about it in the Shmona Prokim, his introduction to Pirkei Ovis. And he writes there the same idea that he says, but he says, you know, it's true that people are more inclined to one thing than the other. But that doesn't mean that they're compelled to one thing more than the other. So in the end, we still make choices. And there'll be easier choices and more difficult choices. And of course, the world of reward and punishment takes into account ease and difficulty. But in the end, we choose. A person still has to finish the job. So again, I'm telling you the Rambam. We could go back to the Ramchal. Ramchal, in fact, goes to great pains to say, and it's a, you have to understand how it worked, to say that when Hashem created man, it wasn't inclined in one direction or the other. It was 50-50 down the nose. Okay, then it's true. As soon as man's humankind started making choices, then the balance shifted. So we, don't, we might say, I was born, and I was already in a certain direction, but when we take a step back, we look humankind has to be viewed as a collective in a certain sense, and the choices that I make are made harder by myself, by humankind. Okay, so now I have to dig out of it. But ultimately, the choice lies with me. And what I have to do is going to be my, my doing and my being. Good day. Yeah. Good day.
Ja, ja. 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 